Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Breaking Bread Podcast, Episode 7. Today, Brandon and I talk about P&Ls, your profit and loss statements. Now, I don't want to go over your head too much on any of the details. However, uh, any of the examples that are left here and that we've discussed, all the Excel formats, I will leave in the description below for you guys to download. That way, you have that information on hand for you to go ahead and review, okay? Uh, we get into some nitty-gritty also um, on the P&Ls, but again, as simple as I can, that way you have all the information. Other than that, enjoy, and make sure to also give us a, a like and subscribe on our Apple Podcasts. Um, just It will just help with the algorithm, boost us all up, uh, or even if you do it on Spotify, no matter where your streaming is, help us a little bit by giving a thumbs up and some ratings on it, okay? Other than that, thank you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Now tuned into the greatest. Yeah. Breaking Bread Podcast, Episode 7. With Brandon and Kazen out. If you're not on the YouTube space, obviously you can't hear our intro right now, which you're missing out. But definitely live on everywhere right now. Hopefully everybody's out. Was it two, Monday? Wow, I almost said Tuesday. Wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we're close enough. Hopefully everyone's Monday is pretty good. Today we're talking about P&Ls and just uh, like the quickest summary. We, we don't want to go over you guys with with info, but it's it's um, it's really important to to kind of understand how to read it. If you're now the chef of a restaurant and um, I think the easiest way, Brandon, um, that I was taught was how how do I break down this burger? How much does this burger cost? How, how, how do you feel about that real quick before I get into yeah. the whole... So so first of all, listen, whoever is a young chef, upcoming chef, home cook, cook, it doesn't matter. You need to know your food costs, whether you are managing your household or if you're managing a restaurant. And I think what's really important is, listen, we're not going to go into the nitty gritty of operational uh, management, but I think what a lot of people uh, where they miss the buck on is the basics. So I'm going to start straight away. Word, Excel, how to write an email. Communicating via words on documents, I think is very important. Then what you're gonna to wanna to do is go to YouTube and literally find out the the uh, abbreviations for certain things, like a good example. Mm -hmm. Some of you will not know what PNL means. I didn't yeah. know what it meant, I had to learn the hard way. You're not gonna know <laughs> what COG means, that means cost of goods. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna know what food cost percentage is. So, what, what you need to learn is the term. So that way, when somebody's addressing you, because they're not going to tell you, they're expecting yeah, they're you to know, especially you. if you're a sous chef. But I think in a nutshell, the primary thing you're going to be responsible for is food cost. And yeah. that is going to the first be the first thing that you need to nail down. You are basically going to get a food cost percentage number. And uh, mm. it can range anywhere from 22% to 36%, depending on where what type of operation you work. Just remember, the more outlets... The more outlets, the lower the food cost. Okay, yes. so um, just to give you an example, like a hotel, average food cost is around 22, 23%. If you're at a steakhouse mm. or a fine dining restaurant, the average food cost is around, I would say, 35, 36%. So I think that's yeah, the first that's thing. Yeah, kind of low. Bro, well, it, I worked you know, at one steakhouse. We were like 47, my guy, because it's, it's prime steak. It's prime, bro. But like, did they did, it on, wasn't kid. official. But like, I was. I was their sous chef, so I was just like, ah, oh, dude, guy. that's this is okay. High. But you know what? You know what? That makes a great point. That makes a great point. And you know what? Um, 
if let's say if I were going into there and I if I were going into that restaurant and I saw a high ass food cost like that, bro, I could feed mm. I could feed my whole block on a fifty percent yeah. food cost, bro. Come on, bro. Family yeah, meal three ridiculous. days a week, three three it three meals ridiculous. a day. Listen, fifty percent food cost is a lot. High, but no, but there's a way there's a way you can manage that, and I'm going to tell you right now. It's called side dishes. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have side it. That's, that was bro. I was just like, what was going on? Why Dude, are we running this like, high? I am so sorry. Listen, listen, if you're not pushing the sides as appetizers or as small plates or at the bar, dude, that you're wasting time. You you like literally you gotta, you gotta get up. This is why, this is why us chefs are underpaid because we're all dumb, dude. We're all freaking (laughs) all of me included. I'm just a dumb sack of rocks. I I literally like literally, I I swear to you, I swear to you, like the, when you become a chef, it, you're not just, it's not about the cooking anymore. It's about being a therapist, yes. a lawyer, a freaking yeah. businessman, a personality. About numbers. Like it's the whole package. Review Domino's chicken Alfredo pasta. Oh, that's a good idea. Exactly. This no, is why I made not. salty chef Gross. go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Hey, you know what? School is cool, man. Yeah. I well, just, listen, I'm, I'm continuing to learn, man. I'll tell you what, but anyway, so go ahead. Go okay. ahead, chefs. I'll so jump into it. My bad. I'm so like, let's um, let's do the, the quickest way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Brandon, I have this dish called All American Burger at my other okay. restaurant. So I'm gonna pull up the Excel for people that's on the YouTube space. You can actually see this live as we go over. However, on the TikTok, obviously, I'll try to explain it as best I can. So anyway, Brandon. So here's what it is. So I like to make Excels um, as legible as possible and as easy as possible for everyone to understand. So this one's called my food cost calculator. So first of all, you need to understand how your how much your food is selling for. And that's how you're gonna get your your sales. So this all American burger, obviously it's a it's a burger, right? It consists of a burger patty, uh, a hamburger bun, obviously, lettuce, tomato, your oil, your seasonings, the the whatever cheese that you have you put on it, mayonnaise is your sauce, and then overhead is whatever. Extra like your your labor, your whatever you need to to meet your criteria, etc. Okay, the the easiest way possible for you to get this number. Now, obviously, you can't just buy one unit of each. These are by cases. So the burger patty that I bought this week cost me twenty five dollars and seventy cents. That's a that's a forty pound case. So for each eight ounce patty, this is what it comes out to a dollar and three. Is that so? Everybody's kind of worried how that's happening, right? Hamburger buns, you do the exact same thing. A case of twenty-four. You know what? Cost Sorry me to interrupt, but you ain't. You're not even accounting for the the five percent of a cook dropping a bun on the floor or burning Correct. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is literally just. This is just bare bones. I didn't yeah. even put anything for our mistakes yet, right? So you go through that your your entire list for your burger, and you have to be really meticulous, like every step. Um, I didn't even include the gas fees into this. So like, there's a whole bunch, right? After you get the prices, this is your total for that dish. The dish cost, we sell this for $15. Now there's an Excel formula that we make. This is how you're going to get your food cost for that item. And for this burger, it cost me 19% on my food cost. Ah. Right? So for $2.88... That's just the burger, how whatever the, the fixings are. 
essentially you're gonna multiply or you're gonna divide that to your dish how much you're gonna essentially sell it and that's how you're gonna get your food cost right there my average daily sales of that item is 14 14 each and it makes me 210 dollars this goes to my general manager on all my dishes and he knows how much we're gonna sell blah blah now there's a there's a thing too um on your POS system, you can keep track of this, so you don't you don't need necessarily need to to check it out. But that's how you get the food cost calculator. How do you that feel was about a really, that, Brandon? That was that's a really good bad, explanation, right? too. That was a really good explanation. And you know what, um, uh, Chef Casey, I, I always say, um, you know, to all my new chefs, when I don't have time to um, you know train them, I think what a really good rule of thumb is is do whatever the item is like i always honestly i'll cheat it like after a while i'll just count you know like i leave produce out and i'll leave sauces out and then i'll just yeah. add that so I'll, whatever the protein is and um you know whatever the most expensive thing is i'll just times that by 3.5 and then boom you pretty much get okay. a good average yeah, yeah. pretty much and there. Like, but i think it's really good so for all my youngins out there i hope i hope you download this podcast on apple spotify wherever you get your podcast because yes. this is important information that nobody talks about i don't know about all y'all but everybody hides the financials and what mm. casey just showed they show in culinary school but guess what man when you that young you don't even know how to hold a freaking knife <laughs> bro yeah like nobody get, shows this it's like it's like trying to teach somebody german that doesn't even mm. can't even speak their own language Correct. And I think I think uh, you made a great point. And I want to uh, mention one more thing. Um, mm. You know, when it comes to overall managing the food cost, the biggest thing that were the biggest low hanging fruit is actually the waste on the product, right? Yes. So Absolutely. so here's a here's a good example. If you are trimming a filet mignon, right, a whole mm. filet mignon, let's say your cost is 120 bucks, you get seven steaks out of there, right? Let's okay, so seven. So what is that? I don't know. I can't do the math. Let's say it's 140 bucks. You pay 20 bucks a steak, got it, got it. right? I know. I know that steak needs to be at a minimum of about you know 77, 80 dollars, right, mm -hmm. for us to just to break make profit. even, right? Mm -hmm. That's not including the the that's not including the the potatoes, the broccoli, whatever. But I think what's really important is taking the trim. And adding that weight for an appetizer, right? Yes. Can I do a ground? Can I do a beef tartare? Can I do, can I add that to the burger meat? Can I add an extra pound onto the burger meat? Mm -hmm. Because guess what? That product that is going away is where you lose your money. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you're not going to lose money. You're going to sell filet mignon. The, the trim that we usually just discard, dude, that is where you make, am I making a ravioli, right? Am I going to add it mm. to like, you know, am, am I going to make a special? Am I going to flatten it out, make a carpaccio? Like these are things that chefs have to do to be creative, to drive more revenue for the business. And I think it's a missing link in a lot of chefs and mm. especially in fine dining restaurants, bro. I got to be honest at the higher level, man, there was so much shit we just threw away. Oh, bro, because you know. it's like, oh, we're high finding, right? You're just like, ah, oh, we can make it up now, bro. It's, yeah. Uh, no, no. Mm. And, and you know what? You know what? You know what? In all honesty, I, I disagree wholeheartedly with those standards, but I completely understand. So here's the thing. Make dumpling out of them. Get a lot of profit. What about yield? Well, that's that's a great. That's we'll a cover yield in a little up. bit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like, uh, you know, my, my thing is, is, you know, I remember thinking like, dude, this is, this can't just go to family meal. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, yes. Bro, like it's crazy. So, like, let me give you a good example. 
there was this one dish with this one squab dish that we were using and we only used the breasts, you know, okay. we only used the breasts. And I used to have to sell it's it for $54, dollars, two, a oh double breast, God. 54 mm-hmm. bucks. And so many people were like, where are the freaking legs? Like yeah. you got, I got the breast, but where are the legs? And I'm like, well, I use those for the sauce, but man, here's the thing, dude, people don't want to hear that. They want value for the money. So yes. in all honesty, you know, the best thing to do is split it in half. I did a half a squab as an appetizer for 32. Yeah. Do you know what I'm hey. saying? Yeah. That's and so, up. and you know what? It was crazy. Anybody will buy an app, but when they, but people overthink entrees. When they think of an entree, they want to be full. They don't know what to choose. But man, yes. if you're selling little appetizers, I'm telling you, that's how people are eating now. They want a lot. They want a lot of things, but a little portion. And yeah. so they can this share is too, where, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, my guys. Hey, Salty. Susie Flip Flops. What's up? Everybody's in there right now. So check That's this nice, out. Yeah. So Brandon, I got Go one more Excel. And I, I, want, I just want to say like, again, if you're on a YouTube space, you can see it. However, I will make sure all this is available to download for you guys. If you really want the formula. Super Everybody easy. tune in. And Another formula. So on this one, on this you can one, actually see actually all, all of, of my items. My, items. my dry storage dry and spices. Storage, spices. I don't want to click onto it, but like, like, this is my inventory, inventory. right? You can see all the items, how much it costs, what we have on hand. Do you do inventory once a month? Uh, Once a week, every week. Oh, really? Every week? Every week. So this one, uh, so to break it down as easy as I can, uh, this is my total inventory for that week, right? And this is the last week inventory, what I just did. The purchases I made for this week. This is this line. And this is the food. This is what we're like, everybody, everything in total, what we made for that week. How we're going to get the actual food costs uh, or the percentage from that. We're going to take the last week's inventory and you're going to add this week's purchases. You get this, right? And then you're going to subtract the last week's inventory. So 15000 and then that, I have a little formula in there that's go, they'll give me the food cost, your percentage, your food cogs. So we did 19% that week. Yeah, now, you better buy some shit, It doesn't tell bro. you anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it doesn't tell you, you anything. Buy. But $8,000 was just protein on this week. The rest is all to go because that was, you know, that was COVID pretty much. Yeah. And, and you know what? what you know what? You make a good point. And, um, you know, I, I just want to piggyback on what you're saying. You know, doing your inventory once a week is very aggressive. And I think that's kind of good because you can gauge yourself mid-month yeah. to see where you're going to come at in a food. Bro, in, I can get about cost. a percent. Like, I'm like, yeah, we can cut it this literally this week. Yeah. We'll make like, the, you know, the you know what? In all honesty, there's been times where I actually like 86 items because I don't want to purchase them towards yeah, the end of the month. Exactly. To meet yeah, the numbers. Like, like I'm like, chef, we ain't, we're not ordering this strip one. Oh, you can just inventory it. I'm like, no, bro. No, no, no. Because... <laughs> no. Us sitting on it does us no good. <laughs> Correct. So it's an adverse kind of thing too if you sat on the, the item instead of selling too. And then I just want to do one more little quick Excel for the last one. Yep. Again, everything more. is up up for grabs on the YouTube page. Wonderful. This is how you do a BEO, a banquet event order or a PDR. Yes. Right? This is great information. I hope you guys are watching this, all the nine people. This is great info. Per person. We charge them forty dollars. 
Now this is this is one of those I didn't price the the menu the the owner did. People, uh, fifteen people accounted for it for so fifteen people purchased the 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 event. So it's six hundred dollars on their end. However, this is the amount that I needed to feed them. Right, it came out two hundred seven dollars. My profit is three hundred ninety two bucks, but it came out to fifty two percent food cost. Now again. I don't want to get into too much numbers. However, if he just priced accordingly, since everything is in Excel and um, programmed, if I just change this correctly, let's say 65 bucks. Hold on. It won't change. You know, and you're not, and see, this is, and what's great is you're not even including uh, drinks. Drinks are Correct. pretty much, you have such a huge margin on uh, alcohol beverages. It's crazy. So if the owner charged 65 bucks, which we were trying to go for, right? And I told him, he didn't know how to read this. We would have profited, we would have been at 27%, which is right on target. But he didn't understand it. So, yeah. yeah, man. But you know what? Again, Listen, that's not your, available Hey, you know everybody. what, though? That's a, great, that's a great point that you make because there, I've been in that situation plenty of times, especially in Las Vegas. You know, in Las Vegas, it's kind of a tough market. And, um, you know, the thing is, is uh, we had this thing where it's called uh, Dine It, like Dine Las Vegas, dine Las Vegas. Okay. It basically it was like kind of like this uh, this deal. You get a show and a dinner. So basically, what they were trying to do was sell the show tickets. And what the best part? Everybody tap the screen. Tap the screen here. Drive like show live. show with a food. Is that what yeah, you're talking so about? So basically, oh, so okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me put this in perspective. So basically, at the Palazzo, there was a Cirque du Soleil show, and as the hotel, the hotel would offer these shows with dinner as part of the package, and so. Uh. And it's, I understand and you. believe it or not, believe it or not, bro, we would get hammered. And the thing yeah, is, is because too. they would, ha- they, everybody would come in late and have to be at the show in 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> uh, and it, it was so funny because, uh, you know, they wanted our cost, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to sure, be 75 sure. a person. And they're like, no, yeah. that can't be your cost. And I'm like, no, no, that's what it is. Like, mm. dude, I'm telling you right now, even though, even though. We had to open our butt cheeks and get ready for the storm, dude. We listen to put to put ten to fifteen thousand down before seven p.m. Wow. at night before even like, bro. I'm talking like hundreds of, of covers. And and honestly, I don't care who you are. I used to we used to try to sandbag as much as possible. There's just no, there of was course, just, no just to back. get yeah. Like it, it was it. like a huge banquet. Totally. Choice of boom, order drinks, boom, boom, out. Like it was almost it was like mm-hmm. almost perfect to be honest with you and. In all honesty, I try to tell people like, you know, there's always a middle ground when it comes to that. But what I was going to get back at is, you know, when the ownership says no, let's charge forty. You, as long as you show him, hey, here's the, here's the yeah, black exactly. He's what you're you saying. Say, hey, here, you're you, at a loss. Hey, yep. You take the emotion out of it. You say, okay, just so you know, we're at fifty-two percent. All right, I'm out. Cool. You know? Okay, great. Because then, listen, you know, I don't know about you, man, but like, as long as you take that emotion out of it, it's fine. You, you know, let them do what they want to do. I didn't, I, I just, literally, uh, on the night of, he was like, okay, I'm expecting this much. I literally plugged this in, sent an email, read him. It's like, hey, we're at 52, just to let you know. That's it. That's all I did. Nothing. I, I did my job as it is. And then, I, I kid you not, I kid you not, because nobody else has done this in that company. Um, the next week, we didn't do poker night anymore. Because oh. he, because <laughs> nobody would come. He didn't want to charge 65 bucks per person. And I get it. I get it. But so, he didn't know so, what he was spending, you know? He thought it was just like whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, so honestly, sometimes at a restaurant, you'll do events that you lose money on, but it drives, uh, you know, it drives like notability and it drives like, like there's another uh, return on investment, I would say, you know, it gets the word out there. But unfortunately, you can't do that every week. You can't be reoccurring unless you're making some sort of money off of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we, we were a slow week at 76 grand, you know, gross, okay. slow. Um, normal week is like 120. So it's like Doug, bananas. Doug, I swear to I, dude, in, in Las Vegas, I used to do that one day. One day. Get out. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Math, Math doesn't lie. lie. Yeah. Correct. Dude, I swear to God, like it went in like now I completely understand. How but many you know is what? that? Like, like this, 800 this, covers a this, day? What? Oh, more than that. Like, listen, bro, I, I got to be honest. If you're in a hotel in Las Vegas on the strip, you're doing numbers, bro. You're doing numbers. Ugh, like you're God. doing like your annual revenue should be anywhere from eight to twelve million dollars. If not, then you're then you're you suck. What? Literally, you suck. Yeah. And well, and like here's the thing, man. But like here's what used to make me mad is like, and that's why I have such an issue now. Like I'm not gonna say now, but for all my future investors out there or future <laughs> bosses, <laughs> future like, future bosses. <laughs> when you look at that PL and you realize how much money's coming in and then you realize how much is going out and you realize how much profit there is and you're like, okay, and I manage this whole shebang and this is how much I get paid. And you're making damn. what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Damn, bro. We are so dumb. Like we just take <sighs> it. I, and like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get back into like how chefs are overpaid, but dude, it's true. It's true, underpaid. man. Very underpaid. It's crazy. All right. Let's, let's see here. Uh, to do. Let's see. Are your markups directly linked to cost of goods, or does it does type of dish protein matter? I mean, type of dish protein matter. Yes, it but all matters. You have it to see the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta be honest. It, uh, inflation is real. Shit is getting yes. more expensive. Shit is getting more expensive, and I hate to say it that that cost gets transferred to us. Man, what I is your um, right now? What is your highest protein average? Like my so, my, uh, I don't order chicken anymore. It's like skyrocketing, insane. Yeah, beef is up thirty two percent, thirty two percent. I don't uh, do beef anymore, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's crazy. Like I, I literally paid uh, like ten dollars for two chicken breasts the other day. This was retail. Oh my god. And I was like, God damn, bro. God damn. But uh, let's see here. Um, especially in Vegas, the table turnover is so much higher. Yeah. Listen, Vegas is a money pit, man. It really is. It's a great place to work too. But the thing is, is like it's soul sucking. That's the only problem. <laughs> it's soul sucking. <laughs> yeah. Like, like listen, all of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I had a good time of it. I had a great time. I don't know if I'll ever go back, but I had a good time in Vegas. You know? Damn. But that's hey, a lot, my guy. Yeah. Hey, let's I mean, let's talk about some uh some some questions. Does anybody yes. have any questions about uh Excel food cost, um, mm -hmm. PL, profit and loss statements? We will I will have this all on the on Brandon's link on his yeah. YouTube, like for you to download if you really want it. I'll give it to you. Yeah. These are my. I know you, you know what. I'm, like people think this is like the problem is, is like there's no other chefs talking about this, and I think this is yes. so important. And if you guys have any questions, just shoot us shoot us a direct message. I'm telling you, I'd love to fill you in. It it really helps out. Put things in perspective. And the only reason why I say this is because if you are in management and you're a chef or a sous chef. I'm going to speak specifically to executive chefs and chef de cuisines. When you go ask your boss for a raise, you yes. go ask ownership for a raise, you need to have tangible evidence of how you brought more money to the business to justify your raise. You can't just say, hey, I've been here for a year. Can I have a raise? No, it doesn't work uh -huh. like that. So mm -hmm. trust me, if you are a sous chef 
if you are a uh, up and coming sous chef, and this is going to be your next step for sure. You need to know food cost and PL and how to manage people. So, real quick, my name is Joe up in here. What up? Oh, Joe's in. What's up, Joe? Joe's in. What's up, dog? Dude, I love Joe, man. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, but I think that's really important. So, so listen, if anybody, any young chefs out there, I think this is really good information. Please, please, please download this YouTube. If you run into any issues, please uh, make sure you DM us. What up, Chell? What's up, man? We're just chilling, man. Talking about talking about food costs. Yeah, and talking about uh, food costs, PL, profit and loss statements. But I think that's important. I mean, you can tell, listen, I didn't know, I ain't know nothing unrelated. Why do places like Alinea never go to only tasting menu? Why is there no a la carte? Great question. That's mm -hmm. because uh, they're tasting menu only because they want to create an experience. Yes. It's an experience. So basically you tell them your dietary restrictions and then everything is coursed out, synchronized. This is the only, this is one of the requirements for Michelin rating and uh, for the high level Michelin rating. Mm -hmm. And it's just better to curate an experience like that. And then he goes, how do they price it at upwards of 300? And this is, yeah. um, well, so, not really subjective, but like it depends on your, the quality of your items, the yeah. actual experience. And like the, the space that you're in, that's how it yeah, is. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much going for the overall experience. And let mm -hmm. me tell you something. I got to be honest. Um, you know, here's a good example. And I'll just use, uh, I'll just use the restaurant I was at. You know, when I was okay. looking at the food costs and the menu items, I mean, listen, dude, stuff is expensive, especially the higher end items. And what oh, people don't realize is freight, overnight freight is very mm -hmm. expensive. That's why I highly recommend to go as local as possible. Because if you're getting like good examples, I know you're getting on the East Coast. I know you're getting stuff shipped in from California for sure. Yes, absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and listen, I got a lot. I ain't gonna lie. I know. I know you're paying way more for lemons than I'm paying for lemons. You know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we can <laughs> like, we can talk all about it, bro. It's forty six dollars hey, right now for a case of lemons. Forty six. Forty six dollars. Yep. Damn, I know. I know can, your face. Don't don't you, don't come can, at me. Can you get a breaker? I can't do can anything. You get a breaker? About it. Can you get no, a five pound bag? No, <laughs> they won't break it, right? <laughs> cost more, cost more. It's forty six yeah. bucks right now for Primo uh, lemons out of California. Yeah, Even the limes yeah. that we get from fucking Mexico is uh, thirty seven dollars for a half case. Half case. <sighs> I can't do anything about it. You know, it's like that's yeah. that's where they get it. So what? I mean, we, we see, price that's accordingly. You know, so with, I, I remember. Listen, when I was at the when I worked at the Breakers, we did a lemonade and we used fresh lemons. Oh in from and, and I was like, dude, we need to use Florida citrus. Like we're wasting time. We're using California citrus. We need to use Florida citrus. But it was mm -hmm. crazy. Let's see. I usually let my work skills to make myself different than others to get a high raise. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cali chefs, mm -hmm. man, we're lucky. Yeah, straight up, dude. We listen. I gotta be honest. The farmers market is so beautiful. There's so many of them. It's crazy, yes. crazy. Let's see. And now my yes, my rate know. is ninety k a year. That's nice, dude. That's good. That Limes. is nice. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Make sure that's juicy. all good. Not in San Francisco, but it's juicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in San Francisco, just, you can't even survive, bro. I like, just want to reiterate, again, if you want these Excels, after this podcast is done, give it a day. I will make sure you can download it, okay? That, this is all for you so you can get the, the cost. It's already programmed in there. You don't have to mess around with stuff. You just plug and play. Um, I want you to have as as much success as possible on yeah. doing this. Um, I know. That's the thing, man. You know, that's such a good point, bro. That's such a good point, man. I think it's I think it's up to us as older chefs to help the younger generation of chef, you know? Mm -hmm. 
even I mean, this is what we do call, literally man. like yeah, daily it's like like this is what i do like, like yeah. all food costs how can yeah. i get that better and i'm sure i'm sure your your i'm sure your boss appreciates that you know i'm sure he appreciates oh, yeah. that he might oh, yeah. he might he not say it he won't say it to your face <laughs> he won't say it to your face but trust me when you say hey chef blah 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 you know this is this this is costing us this much like again he's like okay yeah you know what i wasn't paying attention to that i'm using fucking 45 dollar quail like you know what i'm saying Bro. like however you know, can we can we just talk about these uh this foie gras that i'm getting um that i'm getting from d'artagnan um don't ever get them please just don't no just uh no don't get it why why is he getting from d'artagnan why, why doesn't he go hudson valley because it's already come pre-packaged. We don't have to do it. That's what that's what his thing was. When I ordered it before from Hudson, perfect, delicious. It was fantastic. It was like wait, what do you mean, like freaking... pre-portioned? Like so, D'Artagnan have them cryovacked already, portioned. Already portioned. So it's an edible portion. So what? Mm. What? Uh, how much? How much is each portion? It's one hundred and fifteen for a bag of fifteen. Hundred fifty. So, so it's two, only ounce, 10 bucks a two piece. ounce. Ten bucks a piece, yeah, pretty much. So, what are you charging? And you're saving labor. Uh, are you saving? We're, we're doing thirty dollars extra, yeah. So that's what, you, bro. Come on, saving labor to cut foie. No, come no, on, I know. Come on, is it? Bro. Is it? So it's just like saving labor. No, we're not it's saving labor. Fuck, it's, uh, for a lobe of foie gras, bro. It's literally five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's five but minutes. I, I, I have my hands tied. What is, do I do? The only thing is, the only thing is, I will agree. Sometimes you have to pick and choose your battles. And, you know, if it's a ready-to-go edible portion, I used to have to – what I used to do was get the lobe, cryovac it, mm. and, and then freeze it. You know, uh, cryovac the portions, and we would leave it in the yeah. freezer. And we would drop it from the freezer into the, the pan. And basically, okay. the reason behind this is because uh, the chef that I work with, he, he – and I agree with this – three textures of hot foie gras. So yes. crispy, crispy outside – then the next layer is creamy, and then you mm -hmm. want like a cool center, just a tad, right? Yeah, just a tad. Yes, yes like yes, enough, yes, yes. enough where you're like, oh, ooh. But the, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But the only way to achieve this is pulling it straight from the from the freezer, from right? the freezer. So then you can, yeah. so you get a really good sear because when the pieces are two ounces, when they're that small, like you you end up risking overcooking them, and then you have that liver taste, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like, but I'm not gonna lie. I, I like I like getting the rendered fat and using it at, for other applications. So, okay, so um, let's talk about the fat too. He, I don't want to say he's like French, like really inspired, but like he hates fat. This guy, I don't I don't know why. I don't get it. I save all the oils, all the drippings, and okay. I'm like, chef, there's there's gold in this. Like, what? Why are we yeah. wasting this? He's like, nah, fuck it, throw it away. I'm just like, oh my god, are you serious? Like when we ran the duck. <laughs> I saved all the fat. I made, I made, um, I rendered the fat. I used it in all the dishes. I even made uh, uh, chicharrones out of the, the, the actual skins, like oh, as, as a topping. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, bro, you were fucking throwing us away. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. But, but you know that's, what? That's okay. That's Listen, as you guys build trust and as like your relationship develops, you're going to be able to like make some moves for sure. And I almost, mm. I almost kind of envy that because you know, I'm, I'm kind of missing the, the action of like being in a rest in a restaurant. Yeah. He's literally throwing away money. He's yes, throwing away money. He's literally sure. throwing away. And, and you I know what? A lot of people daily. don't, a lot of people don't realize that. Listen, I gotta be honest when, um, same thing, um, the rendered foie fat, mm -hmm. um, you know, when, when maltodextrin was hot, we used to powder everything. Bro. Powder it. Yeah, of course you would. Literally. <laughs> and you know, uh, like there's there, there's this technique where like we, I would take bacon fat and I would have this we would make this salad and it was really good and I would I would use maltodextrin but then I would take the bacon bits 
and then you put mm. everything into a cryovac bag so you compress it right Ooh. so it in like basically it come out like a little crack rock and it I, mm. honestly crack rocks yeah <laughs> delicious wow it's crazy it was like bacon bit we call them bacon bacon croutons and basically you're taking okay. the fat that you rendered from the bacon and mm -hmm. you're um, pretty much crispy crispy bacon like almost burnt and then robocoup it so it's like uh so it's bacon bits then you're taking mm -hmm. the fat you're you know equal weight with maltodextrin Mm. And then, um, and and boom, then you add it back and you cryo back and it comes out compressed. Then you break it up. Dude, it's really that good. Is and so honestly, extra. utilizing the whole product makes you feel really good. Really yeah, dope. that is so extra. But just like, I, I wouldn't yeah. even, I, I, to me, if we use it in yeah. like a, like a vinaigrette maybe, or if we cook with it, yeah. I've already used the second oh, purpose. Oh, the bacon vinaigrette. That's, a, so good, that's a good move. Yeah, I love yes. that. Those are my, that's my yeah. favorite. But for duck though, duck is my, uh, duck is my jam, my guy. Like anything yeah. duck. I, I fuck with so are you, bad. Are bad. you um are you working Thanksgiving and Christmas this year? So Thanksgiving, he said we are off. He does. Oh. It's not open. Yeah. Nice. Dude. Christmas, however, we are there. Christmas Day, I believe. Christmas Eve is closed. Mm, I believe. Okay. That's still dope. Okay, here. Let me. Let me. Uh, I want to hop on these. Uh, the IG questions. All right. Oh, let's go. Overrated. Let's go. Underrated. Overrated. Underrated. Let's do it. Do you have anything? I do not know. Not on me right now. Okay. Okay. Check this out. Let's 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 do this. Let's okay. talk about because I heard uh, and shout out to David Chang because I think this make, this brings up a good Ooh. subject. Okay. So he was talking about grocery stores today. I was listening okay. to a podcast, and what he was talking about was like how some like supermarkets are so inefficient, and I couldn't agree more. You know, like here's the Trader thing. Joe's. Can yeah, die. Here's the th tell you right now. I hate what? how inefficient that store is. Sorry, tangent. Which one? <laughs> Trader Joe's. Yeah, bro. Like, go away. You know, like it's just like let's let's talk ugh. about it. Let's talk about okay. First off, let's talk about the self checkout compared okay. to the line, right? So you roll up, you have a cart full of stuff. Are you mm. going? Let's say you have a medium cart full of stuff. Are you going to the okay. self checkout or are you going to go through the line? I will go to the self checkout. <laughs> I usually do too most of the time. I okay. usually do too. But I'm sure you can agree that some people don't belong in that self-checkout line. Yes. Okay. I understand you know? where you're going to. <laughs> like, you know, and I think I think some people need a little bit more awareness of like, okay, do I know how to like if you got fruits and vegetables, get your ass out of there. You need to go <laughs> through the you know what I'm saying? And then I also do. what he was talking about is how like some people don't have uh, you know, shopping like etiquette where like, you know, they'll be hogging up the whole hall, like the whole uh, aisle the whole aisle or yeah, in the dude. way, like shopping in, like in the way. So, yeah. you know, Trader Joe's, like, I'm I telling did, you right now, dude, I totally get it, man. Like, dude, there's gotta be a method to the madness. And some people just don't know how to shop. Right. I don't know if you ever go to Costco or Sam's club, dude, when I'm at Costco, man, I like to get in and get yeah, out. And bro. And I know out. exactly where I'm going. I know exactly what I'm getting. And so many people are like shopping. And it's like, dude, Costco is not the place to like no, sit there and fucking hang out. Like, get out of here. <laughs> it's dude. for wholesale. You literally get your stuff out of there because it's too busy for any of that stuff. We have BJ's yeah. here on the, on the East Coast. I don't know if there's any on the West Coast. There, there's not that many Sam's Club here in the East okay. Coast. But uh, it's like it's like yeah. a Costco pretty much. So that's where, do you where remember, I go usually. Do you, remember when, do you remember when Costco was called Price Club? Yes, Price Club. Uh-huh. I remember, bro. That's man, we are fucking old, dude. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Not that old. Don't say anything. 
Yeah, it's all good. I'm 37. Yeah, but it's okay. But listen, it's funny. It's funny because like I'll I'll be honest. I try to tell people all the time, like, dude, I never wear my chef jacket to the grocery store ever. There's like, oh, dude, I, I do I do my best because like I hate getting questioned. I hate getting interrogated. Like every time, like, uh-huh. dude, it's happened to me like twice. I had to like I had no choice, man. I didn't want to take off my chef jacket. I just ran to the store to grab something, mm. and uh, you know, you get held I take up. In all the, my in chances. The, you, to you wear get my held up in the, in the lettuce aisle. Somebody asking how to make salads and stuff. You're like, no. You're like, oh man, I gotta go. Like, I gotta run. Yeah. No, but no. I uh, I always wear mine, especially with the exact title on it. I like, yes. Oh, for real? I earned, in the, I earned this in shit. The get the hell out of here, dude. I'm the complete <laughs> no. opposite. But like, um, I unfold it. Like, I, I take off the top so it like it creases over so they don't really see where I work or any of the the names on. However, they're like, oh, oh okay. what's up, chef? I'm like. Literally, I don't have time for you right now. I just need a piece of bread, like right now. Okay, I gotta go. Yeah, like I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about how you want to cook your chicken tonight. Straight up. (laughs) Okay, but let's talk about inefficient stores, though. So I keep saying Trader Joe's. Whoever the fuck designed that shit, like, needs to redo however the hell they think. I don't understand it. Why are the aisles this big? It it really is like literally this big, and you have all all like the. Like the the ritzy people on there taking their damn time to like go at every little fucking looking cranny. I'm just like, can, you we, know just, what? can we just go? Because Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's makes you crazy with the new items and all the like the secret items. I know. But can we talk about where to put the groceries when you go to check out? Like, come on, man. You can't <laughs> got nowhere to put them. You yeah, know what I'm saying? They don't have, they don't they have a conveyor out. belt oh or anything. God. It's like, dude, you got to pass them to the cashier or you got to hold them. It's really awkward. But yeah, oh. I got to agree that the store flow is very inefficient. And I, I, I will argue that I think, honestly, delivery is going to be the king later on. Yes. You know, grocery 100%. delivery is taking over, whether people like it or not. Listen, my wife was very against it, but I got to be honest, man, when you have two kids, like, it's just more Don't convenient to order them. Man. It's Absolutely. just more convenient to order it and pick it up where they have everything ready. You know, listen, Amazon and Whole Foods is crushing. Like, literally, you can get over here, you can get groceries within an hour. It's crazy. Is that their standard? Like, did you deliver within an hour? You, well, also, I'm in the Bay Area, so like, dude, like you place the order and it'll be ready. You can get it delivered here, like literally. Oh wow! L- seriously, it'll tell you, and it breaks down the window of time. And like, honestly, it's really fast. And if you want to pick up, dude, they start working on your order immediately. And it's crazy wow. because when, especially like in the really rich areas, when I go to Whole Foods or uh, you know, like a good example is like Los Altos, dude. It's mm-hmm. all like it's filled with just prime people filled oh wow and they have such a really good system like when you walk in there dude they got shelves they got like check they have separate checkout lanes for prime associates oh snap so like uh prime that's kind of cool like not not instacart but amazon prime because Mm. amazon now is a big thing over here amazon now is like i could assume so yeah wow but that's cool yeah but anyway we can move on from that topic so let's talk about uh the what was it the um oh dude i gotta go back no, it's okay. it's okay. Let's talk about the yes chef. Yes chef. Okay. Yes, chef. Okay, okay. 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 Yeah. So I'll be honest. Here's my stance on on a lot of things. So uh, somebody DM me and said, "Hey, I think I think the word I think the word yes chef is kind of an excuse to, um, f- you know, not remember somebody's name by just saying, you know, especially in big companies." And I, you know, I kind of agree Absolutely. with that. And like honestly, I don't really like uh, people calling me chef anymore. You know what I mean? Like mm. I feel like that stage of my life is over because. I feel like it puts you in this dominant position sometimes. And it's like, no, yeah. I don't really like, even though some people do call me chef, like I 
tell everybody to call me by my first name. Just call me Brandon. Yeah. You know, like it's same. I, I kind of almost prefer it, you know, now I will still call chefs chefs, but I think for me, I'm starting to transition out of that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, it. but how do you think? I mean, I don't, I don't uh, have my cooks call me chef. Cause it's just, it's, it feels awkward. First of all, like, especially yeah. when they're like older. So on my, my largest company that I worked in, um, I had several staff that were like fifties and their sixties and they call me chef. I'm like, well, listen, Casey's fine. Like no, no need for all that bullshit. We work for yeah. the same company. It's okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, and like, here's the thing. I, I will be honest though. Like if I'm training, like if I'm training a new person and they call me chef, like chef, 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 yeah, chef, yeah, chef. <laughs> like I'll let it slide for a little while, but I feel like, <laughs> Hey, like, I feel like when I say to an employee, Hey, just call me Brandon, you know, like a good example do where I work now, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't call me chef. Just call me Brandon. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine because then it's like, we build a different type of relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like a good rapport instead, you know, instead yeah. of like chef. Even though, even though like I still respect the shit out of it. I still respect the shit out of it. But like, I gotta be honest, if I was to open a kitchen now or if I was to have a kitchen, I wouldn't even, I don't know if I would have people call me chef. I think I would say, Hey, just call me Brandon because, yeah, yeah. um, you know, because it's kind of like one team, one dream to me. And yes, I feel like exactly what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I, like, I know um, some people might, uh, not like that, but at the nah, same time, not at all. Really, I think that's the, that's the end goal. Yeah. I, think. I got a couple of guys yeah. here saying it's a sign of respect. And then Salty says it can also be a diss when yeah. said to an arrogant CIA grant. <laughs> it's true. Get it. It's I true. It. It's true. It's so true. Like I've seen like so many people like kind of undermine, um, you know, undermine other chefs by, by doing that. And, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. However, how do you feel about this? Though? So, cause uh, Salty also makes a good point. It's a, you earn the title. So like, yeah. essentially you are it, you know? Yeah. And like, no, you know what? Look, Salty makes a good point. I think, I think Jim makes a great point. And yes, like if I'm like, when I was at Saison and people call me chef, I totally, yes. Yeah. No problem. Mm-hmm. Like it's not my, it's not my place to say, yeah, 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 to yeah. change the rule. But I'm saying like, like now, since I'm the boss, like I was like, Hey, don't, don't call me, you know? Okay. Last, last little tangent though. How would you feel if. If let's say uh, Chef Skeens came up to you, what would you call him? Just uh, by his first name or by Chef? No, I would call him Chef. See, exactly. That's chef. what I'm saying. So like, sure. it's like, yeah, it's like a different kind of. I would call again, him Chef. I would. He's call like a different. I, I would call him Chef until he says, uh, until he said, "Hey, just call me Josh." Um, uh, you know, but like the same. The, the and the funny thing is, is to hear everybody cackle when his when his wife would come in and say, "Hey, Josh," you know, Josh. Hey, Josh. You know, like. <laughs> and it's true. It's like, you know, I don't want my wife calling me chef. Like, that's just fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? But all of us, when we work there, we all call him chef, like no matter what. And it's just, you're mm-hmm. right. It's, a, it's, you earn the title. You earn the and title. And that's why I say, you know, rules are different everywhere. But I got to be mm-hmm. honest, in, in 2021, for me, um, you know, I think I would run my kitchen a little differently because what I realized is, um, you know, to force people to call you chef, um, you know, it kind of, I don't want to say it rubs in the wrong way because it's really not, but it's like, I think you build a better relationship by saying, Hey, just call me by my first name. Call me Brandon. Mm-hmm. I'm Brandon. You're, you know what I mean? Like even though, cause everybody knows I'm a chef. Like, yeah. listen, the same thing. The, the reason why I don't wear a chef jacket when I do cooking videos is because you know, you, you know, like, cause you don't need I, to, I, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't hate on anybody that, that does, you know, like you do whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. You set up the scene, however you want. Like that's your, that's your gig. But, you know, for me or any real, like, oh, dude, I don't want to say that. But like for any, for like real chefs, like I'm not wearing my <laughs> chef jacket in my house, dude. I'm just not yes. like, 
it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like it just like when I'm in a kitchen, I'm gonna wear a chef jacket. But the thing is, is like you know that when I walk into a kitchen, like you're gonna know that I'm a chef for sure. Yeah, there's no you know no who the guy is pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's I think that's more important than the actual title. I think what's uh, really important is you know like kind of um, you know when, whenever I man, and I know this sounds like I don't want to sound cocky and I don't want to sound conceited, you're not, but that's but the way it's gonna bro, that's, that's the way it's that's gonna the come way it off. is. Yeah. That's the way it's going to come off. I, literally, I can walk into any kitchen and feel super competent in mm-hmm. being able to handle whatever task comes my way. And yeah. I think that says a lot. And it's because of the experience and the time that I've put in to be able to do that. And yeah. I know that sounds like that's why, like, anytime anybody asks me a question or like, I, you know, I speak I speak facts, man. Like if you you want to go back and forth about talking about chef shit, I'm down. Like that yeah. is what I'm going to focus on. And that's what I think other people should do too. Like focus on what you're good at, what your training is. Like, yeah. dude, people want me to dance. If you want me to dance, if you want to watch me, like I can't tell you enough how many people want to watch me eat food. Like, bruh, come yeah. on. Like, hey, so many people are like, hey, chef, I want to watch you eat it. I had to delete some comments because like really? people literally want to watch me eat my food. And I'm just like, dude, that is just weird, man. But it's just like, what if they what gave you do. money for it? Dog, it's just weird. <laughs> but I don't like, okay. Like, honestly, if I'm eating, taking a bite out of something, okay, it's great. But like, I'm, I'm telling you this, Casey, people want me to actually eat my food. They want to like watch me oh, eat like my see food. you watch. Oh, okay. That's like, a little muk, weird. like mukbang stuff. And like, yeah. hey, listen, I get it. I know that's a thing on here, but it's like, I'm not going to waste my time on that. You know what I'm going to waste my time on? Good technique, being a chef, 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 mm. chef. That's what I'm going to focus on because that's what I am. That's what I am. That's what I'm, I live mm. that shit, bro. It's the way it is. And like, I can't, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's really weird. It's like, same thing. Like, like right, you ain't right, going right. to never see me. Yeah. If people want to experience the taste, watching eat is the next best thing. Yeah, dude. Hey, you know what? That's a great, <laughs> that's a great perspective. That's what it is. But put yourself in my shoes. On it's YouTube. also fucking weird. Yeah, it it's is very also weird. weird. <laughs> Oh my god, it is uh, weird. It's like it's like, hey, like if I were to come to you, Casey, right now, and say, hey, can I watch you eat that sandwich? Let me, okay, no, let me watch you eat that That's, sandwich. Okay, you'd be like, all right, bro, that way. back up. But but I totally get where you come from because uh, yeah, give me five dollars, so I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I I can yeah. be very, I can be um, I can be bought. <laughs> Ooh, good good question here. What's your favorite okay. microgreen to garnish with? Okay, Go easy. I'll Cilantro. Let you take this one. Baby cilantro. Cilantro. So love I have a rule. It. I don't. I love don't it, use love it, love any it. micro. I don't use any microgreens that do not taste like anything. So um, I'm not a big fan of hydroponic, but I'll still use them. But mm. um, I, I will. I will argue that I like microgreens to taste like something. So my favorite are the cruciferous vegetables. So like micro broccoli, micro radish, yeah, micro broccoli, um, micro radish, and also micro herbs. So shiso, cilantro, basil, things that actually add to the dish. Taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just like look like freaking. Just cream. put it on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no, no. I, and because I spent years of my life and my career just handful of microgreens. Like, I mean, that's what we do now. But I, I, I'm, I'm totally against it. I so on two of my dishes, I do micro cilantro for two because I want a cilantro flavor on it also. Especially on yes. like we have a fish taco right now. I was like, this is just made in, made in heaven. Like literally. Look, you can even see cilantro. the little buds in there. Oh my god, it's so good! Yeah, the coriander. Where do you get your micro cilantro from? Uh, we have Same. a grower, we have a guy. Oh, oh, dude, he's so good! Nice, yeah, that's as good, long dude. as I give him two weeks out. Be like, hey, I'm looking for, I think I just ordered um broccoli, like, yeah, just did, uh, the micro so, broccoli. So, so you know what? Ask him to leave it on the tray for you, 
and snip it yourself on a tray. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Say, say, Hey, say, Hey, can you leave it on the tray for me? And I'll snip it myself. And then mm. you put it on the pass, you know, spray them to get the dirt to fall to the bottom. Mm. Just snip them to order. Cause listen, they grow right back. They grow right back. Do they really? Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. You can, get, you can get a couple, you can get a couple rounds out of them, but ask them to give them to you in the tray because then they stay lively. Once you, once you cut it, once, once you, you put cut it, it yeah, you, it cuts out. you got, you got to, you know, you got to probably do that. Say sound. It was 24 hours. So really, yeah. And that was the standard. So basically, uh, you know, we would keep it, we would try to keep it for two days, but 24 hours was literally the freaking that's what standard. You, once you, you can get it, once you wow. cut them, well, I that guess. was the, the, the striving standard. I should say, say song too, though, like but, different uh, name, you know, but for us, yeah, I, I mean, listen, that, dude, that was a, man, I, I was actually really bummed out about that situation, that whole situation. But you know, as you get older, man, like, I'm sorry, but family's way more important, man. Like, no, no, I get it. I get it. You know, here's another one. What are some ways you've seen COVID change the industry and what big changes would you make for your restaurant moving forward? This is a great freaking question, man. So I'll be honest. The biggest change that I've seen is since a lot of cooks and chefs are wearing masks, they're barely tasting. Yes. Barely. Barely tasting. And I totally get it. You don't want to remove your mask, taste something, then wash your hands. And Dude, I got to be honest. The next thing is employees for restaurants are literally a dime. Like they're not a dime a dozen anymore. You're mm. struggling. You have to have such a good package that is undeniably better than anybody else in your neighborhood. Because the big, the big changes I would make is anybody that I'm hiring, I would make it worth their while. I would literally be, have a better health, health package. I would make mm. it, I would make it like almost unattained. Like I would make it the best of the best, like almost like salary like, position. Instead of just Dude, if I, were to, if I were to open a restaurant right now, you know what I would do? I would have a chef de cuisine or an executive sous chef, and I would chip them in on profit share straight Dude. away. Like, Got it. So that way, that way you have skin in the game too. Like, yeah. it's not just me. Like, I don't want you to be my employee. I want you to be a partner. Like, I want mm. you to freaking like thick and thin, like grind. You We're know what I'm saying? And out. here's yes. the thing, but like, I want to give you a piece of the pie. Livable wages. Yeah, livable wages. Course. So true. And trust me, that's changing. Salty Chef, that is changing, man. Jim, that shit is, you're right. It's it's crazy because like, like now, um, you know, you got so many cooks out here are freaking, dude, they're like doing DoorDash. They're like, nobody mm. wants to be a chef anymore. A lot of people don't want to be a chef anymore. And I totally get it. And by the way, pro tip to all my young cooks and chefs out there, if you are creating food and you're not taking pictures and posting it, do it, do it. Trust me. Mm. it's time don't wait post it on instagram post it on tiktok just do it get into the flow get into the habit of using social media here's a good example if i were to start if i would have took social media seriously in 2016 and posted once a week twice a week bro i would be way farther than i am right now <laughs> yeah. and a salty uh, I there think that's really just a little bit i think it's really important i think I, I really do like listen you go back to my video from a year ago dog is trash trash oh that's just you saying that's just you talking but, you know you know that you know, as well I'm, as i do i'm gonna post i'm gonna post it man because listen i i posted on i posted on tiktok for two months straight two months straight every single day mm -hmm. um and nothing radio silence bro radio silence barely 800 followers barely wow, wow. the day i was about to give up casey the day i was about to give up i swear to god i was like okay this is gonna be my last tiktok i'm just i'm, wow. gonna, I'm gonna give up i'm not gonna do this you know and I go into my bathroom at work, 
and I'm duetting a video, and it's a steak video. It's a chef authorized video. Gotta Actually, go. I got to bring that back. That was dope. And uh, dude, I, that's where it took I sit off. Down, I sit down. There's fans going to the background. Like, bro, uh, you know, I'm in my chef coat. And anyway, I'm giving feedback on this dish. Dog, half million views. Wow, half million, there you half go. million views. My follower went, my follower account broke a thousand, then went to like 2,000, 4,000, and then 5,000. And then I just piggybacked off that and rode that wave. But um, I got to admit, TikTok is changing and it's not that easy to get followers anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's, it's, I think what's really important is to know that if you're a young cook and you are creating dishes or you're putting out dishes or you're like, you're going to need photo proof nowadays uh, to be able to create your portfolio. You know what yes. I mean? And I think what's really important is, is like, don't be scared to post it. Just post it. Take the feedback. Who cares? Like, it's not going to matter in five years. Just fucking post it. And it's going to matter to us. Say, We're going to review and, and it. And I will close with it. I'll close with this. Does your okay. wife ever get annoyed with the video picture taking? Um, yes. Pre-K teacher army, Amy. Yes. And I try to keep them both very separate. Um, and the only reason I say that is because TikTok has taken down a lot of my videos with my kids in there. Mm. And, um, you know, like a good example is I post, I had to edit one the other day and like my kid was in the background and like, I try to keep it really separate because I don't want them to feel, I don't want, I don't want them to be like, feel, feel exposed later on in life, you know? Yeah. Because there was a time when I was filming my kid and he's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be filmed. I don't want to be filmed. And I'm like, you know what? I, this is, there you go. I don't want to put him through this. And then the same thing yeah. with my wife, like I might film her like, you know, a little bit, but the thing is, is I'm like constant. If I'm not, if I'm not shooting, I'm editing. If I'm not yeah. editing, I'm shooting. If I'm not shooting, then I'm thinking of content to create. But mm. I will be honest, I've been kind of taking a break lately and really focusing on things. Um, you know, I think what's really important is taking consideration is opportunity cost. So yes. what am I focusing on that's going to bring me, um, you know, it's going to be fruitful. And the thing, the thing is, is what I've realized, and I'm, I'll shut up after this, Casey, we'll, we'll close okay. that. Because <laughs> this is a great question. What I've realized is I have no control over TikTok, YouTube, Instagram no control. So for me to make this my sole income is just a death wish because yeah. I'm totally at their mercy. And mm. the thing is, is I got to be honest, I would rather have a platform that I have control over that I am able to, uh, you know, teach and be able to post yeah. the content that I want and not have videos get flagged because of music or copyright or mm. minor safety or whatever rules they want to come up with. That's why you should click the wait list in my bio and get your name on the wait list for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Fast. a good one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That was, a, that was, that was expertly stuff. done, Chef. That was good stuff. Hey, no, no, real but, quick. Yeah. So I go do ahead. have I have one video for us to review. Okay? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was trying to find this other one. Uh, I know you know this dish. Yo, this dish gets me wild the hell up. I can love this dish. So real quick. So, for everybody aware, that's Lomo Saltado. That's the Peruvian dish. Oh, my God. Um, Bro, you, you know what my favorite thing is? Is uh, not french fries, but like breakfast potatoes in a breakfast burrito. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, um, yeah. The, the hash fries. Like the little... Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes, hey, yes, braised, yes, egg, yes, braised yes. eggplant with pomegranate molasses. That's a good idea. I might have to do that tomorrow. I've been transitioning into a fall, more of a fall menu, but... Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard it's kind of hard we're like in that 
like in California, we're still like kind of like still have this the end of summer type BS that's mm. transitioning into fall, but it's still too hot outside to like have fall. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to switch out our um, we're about to switch out our not not a summer menu, but like we we have risotto coming into the menu next week. We have uh, pumpkin and celeriac coming into the menu next week. So like transitioning more into those stuff, but um. I think, yeah, like pretty much all the summer stuff is gone because like now it's pretty cold. It's like 60 degrees, 50, 55-ish here. Lots of apples. Uh, I want to do something with apples soon. Dude, I got, an apple dish. I got an apple dish I'm making tomorrow. It's going to be really good. I I picked, the, I picked these apples right off the tree, and they are so delicious. They're like wow. just the perfect amount of sour to sweet. It's amazing. Super crispy. Like, mm. And they're really small. They're like this. I don't know what the breed is, but um, I don't know what the breed of apple it is, but it's really good. All right. Again, um, as we do end, why don't we just take one more overrated, underrated on Brandon's uh, little post over there? Anything that you guys want us to cover, real quick? Overrated, underrated yeah. could be a, an item, could be a, a process, whatever it is. As overrated, we underrated. Con- all everybody in the live. What do you think? Overrated, yeah, yeah. Everybody underrated. on the live right now. Whatever it is. I got six people on this live. Figs. Figs. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is a good one. Um, underrated i'm gonna say underrated only because okay, i'm gonna you say you can only get it so it's like literally within a week you have to get it within a week and that's it yeah you know yeah so definitely underrated. so so i'm gonna say figs are properly rated and the reason why is because i have a fig tree in my front yard and i'll tell you what i get excited when they're here but then halfway through the season i'm like oh my god i'm done with figs get these things out of here but uh-huh. i think they're properly rated because not Honestly, there's it's like a 50-50 chance where people love them or they they're just not interested. It's not like a mm. it's not like a banana or an apple or a mango. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I do. But but you know, it's you know, it's still a good fruit. It's just I would say properly rated. Okay. It's kind of hard to work with them because you know, there's only so much you can do and I don't like I don't like fig jam with the skin still on. Yeah, I you know don't what like I'm saying. Either, no. I like you. I like to peel the figs and then make the jam because, mm-hmm. bro, you just yield a better product. But, bro, who's peeling all those figs? Well, no one. N- not me. My cook is. <laughs> yeah, dude, fast. <laughs> but what yeah, I what I do like out. is I like to take the fig like when they're super ripe and fresh. I like to like use them on a tart or a tartine. But mm-hmm. I only like to cook them like halfway. I don't like to cook them to where they get mushy. Yeah, so yeah, I'll yeah. blast them. I'll blast them for like four to five minutes. And then take them, you know, take them out. So I like to use, like, I made a fig tar with puff pastry and some cheese, and I par baked the puff pastry. Then, you know, cut the figs, put them on top, blasted them, and then pull them back out. They were really nice. That's it. That's Ooh, caviar, caviar, underrated or overrated? Go ahead. Ooh, okay. Sturgeon, proper caviar, um, properly rated, like, definitely properly rated. And like, if it's like nicely salted, like seasoned, yes, absolutely. However. Am I gonna pay fucking extra forty dollars for caviar? Fuck no. Mm-mm. So mm. so I'm gonna say all caviar is overrated, and let me tell you why. I think this newer generation is getting smart, and you know, in all honesty, I agree. I'm not gonna pay forty dollars for some fish eggs, man. And like, yeah. At first, when I was a young cook, when I was a young cook, I was like, okay, you know, this is oh, this is expensive. You know what I'm saying? But then, bro, like I gotta, I gotta, I only eat caviar. I'll eat caviar like maybe once every other month, or I will garnish a dish that makes sense, something that needs that salty, savory, mm-hmm. briny aspect. 
but you can't put you have you can only put caviar on something that's super soft or has a really good texture like mm. this dish i got coming out on uh, i have a dish coming out on uh i don't know thursday or friday it's really dope but it has caviar in it okay or something that's super crispy like a potato chip or yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know you know what i'm saying like it I has do. to be right and here's where the problem comes in. I see a lot of restaurants and a lot of chefs and a lot of people He's putting on it, putting caviar, putting caviar on the dumbest things in the world. Yeah, like like uni and wagyu and and, and truffle pasta and like like bro, get the get out of here with that shit. Bro. It's not for that purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just like ooh caviar. I can one, I can extend one, this for one you. more sun okay. sun dried tomatoes. Sun dried tomatoes, underrated or overrated? Ooh, okay. Uh, coming from Jersey, uh, definitely underrated. We don't use it enough. Uh, there's not enough yeah. dishes that I can put it in. Um, my favorite use of it is in a tartan, actually. Um, Sun dried tomatoes, dude. It just comes out beautiful, like a, a nice puff yeah. pastry, tartan on it. Maybe like a Gruyere on top, yeah. and then like you, really like um, like speck ham that's shaved right on okay. top of it. Oof. Yeah. Bro. That sounds good. You know what I actually like to do? I like to take the sun-dried tomatoes and then rehydrate them in a flavored liquid and then take Ooh. the skin off, take the skin off and then use them that way. And I love it. And wow. it comes out. So it's like, it's almost like the tender fruit leather. It's really good. Um, yes, but I'm going to say sun-dried tomatoes are underrated because you can use them for vinaigrettes to finish sauces. It's like an umami bomb. Like For everything. You know what I'm saying? It's tomatoes. For relish, you know? relishes, uh, you know, for a ton of stuff. All right, let's do uh, oysters. Underrated, or overrated? Um, mm. so I don't like oysters. I only like West Coast oysters. So yeah, me it, too. Me too. Because yeah. I love the I like cucumber it. taste. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, anything over here in the East Coast, trash. <laughs> trash. <laughs> yeah. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it, bro. I'm with you on that. And I think oysters are overrated as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they're overrated. I think they are. I think they are definitely, I, you know, I agree with you. I love West Coast oysters. I love Canada oysters. I love Beausoleil oysters. I love fruity oysters. Fruity but oysters. Yes, when it comes, exactly. When it comes to eating two, three dozen, like some people do, some people love it, man. Listen, and if you uh, love it, then so, great. Man. But for me, it's a texture thing. I actually prefer, I actually prefer to put a little bit of heat on the oyster. You know what yes. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so um, I've had a warmed oyster before that I just, I loved but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I will definitely say. Let's see here, raw all the way. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay, one more, and that's it. Lobster okay. underrated or overrated? Oh, I think we went. We already went over this. However, uh, completely overrated. Fuck lobsters. I yeah. give me a U10 shrimp, U8 shrimp all day. I will fuck that up. Lobsters can die. Un- unnecessary. Not need for that yeah. price. D- don't need it at all. Oh damn. Okay. Like okay. It. We got one more. One more really good one. Okay. King crab, underrated or overrated? Go okay, I, I think being yeah, yeah, yeah. being an Asian myself, I that's over, that, uh, overly underrated. How's that? Yeah, I love. I'm gonna crab. say, I'm love, gonna love, say, love. arguably, king crab. When you've had, and I know, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flex on you guys right here, mm. but when you've had live king crab that you cooked yourself and it's super nice and it's, oh, it's oh yeah, you can't beat amazing. it. Can't beat it. You cannot go back to eating the frozen Alaskan king crab. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm sorry, but all the king crab that you see, unless it's alive, is already par cooked and frozen. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because they have to on the ship. Unless you ship them, this is how they do it. They they put them in a tank of water on a semi and mm. they'll ship them down here. 
um, uh, and, and they'll keep them in the tank and they'll keep them alive. Mm-hmm. But unless, unless you see them like that, they are already par frozen. Now, not to say that there's anything wrong with the already par frozen ones or par cooked ones that have been frozen, but once you've had it cooked fresh, bro, can't go back level. Can't go level. back. Yeah. Had it you, guys, you guys, Life you guys are just wrong about oysters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. It just depends. You know, I, it reminds me too much like okra, and that's a different conversation altogether. Okay, I don't want to get into that, but it's it's just texture. But anyway, for everybody involved, um, you can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts actually. So Breaking Bread Podcast, make sure you give us a, a thumbs up and a like and a, and a rating. That way, it just boosts our algorithm. But uh, other than that, we're gonna try to go live literally around this time every week um, for uh, you know in the future. So if everyone. Just kind of where make sure you subscribe to Brandon's channel, um, and then Brandon, if you just want to send them out, and then we're uh, we're good for tonight. Yeah, listen, hey, make sure you're following us on all socials, okay? TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all of it. Let's do it. And then also, if you've made it this far in the podcast, uh, whether whether you're watching live or in my TikTok live or via uh, just sound. Hit me up. Hit us up on our DMs. Hit us up in the DMs on which on what you want us to talk about. All right. I think this is good, but like, let's, yes. we'll take the next 15 people that hit me up with the DMS. If you want us to talk about a topic now, let's keep it chef driven. Okay. Chef driven. This is, we are, this is just two chefs kicking it. I think what's really important is to take in consideration that we are here to help younger cooks and younger chefs getting into the business. And we're just shooting the shit and we're talking about food driven things. So make sure it's in that within that box. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Other than that, guys, have a good night. Peace.